This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, hello, hello. Today is Monday, October 24th, 2022, episode number 195. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You're in the litter box with Jules Jones today. Cat turd, heartbreakingly so, is bearing his mom today. And so... I want all of you to please give him a shout out and to keep him in your prayers. I know the reality probably has hit by now what a major loss this is to him. And I can't even imagine what he must be feeling right now. So you have all been so amazing and so wonderful. And I just hope that you will keep that up because sometimes when things like this happen, it doesn't actually affect the person until later. And so just keep up your love, your support, everything that you do that is kind, sweet, and loving because that's just who you are. It is so appreciated. But like I said, it's been a whirlwind at the beginning. When it starts to settle in, maybe a little harder. So just keep up doing you and, and be you. Do, do what it is that you do best and that support one another and especially Cat Turd at this time. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend, a nice relaxing one at that. We've got all kinds of things that are happening here in the litter box where they are deeply buried, I should say. I mean, it's just incredible the way this whole thing, this news cycle has been running, and especially with Joe Biden and all of his gaffes. My goodness, we can't get enough of it. But first thing, what in the world is going on? Garland and Ray hijack your Monday to announce arrest of Chinese double agents harassing Chinese nationals in U.S., but nothing on Connich CEO? Okay, so they took your time up this morning. 13 Chinese double agents were charged today with harassing U.S. nationals. I wonder if Fang Fang and uh, Diane Feinstein's uh, driver are in there. 
as part of that whole group because you know Feinstein had this driver for all of these years that was driving her around town and he ended up being a Chinese spy Fang Fang of course you know the relationship between her and Swalwell I hope Fang Fang is on that list well Chris Ray and Merrick Garland Lisa Monaco uh, spoke during their press presser today that was delayed nearly half an hour why was this a national press conference? This is according to the Gateway Pundit. Great questions here, by the way. Why not a press release? Why are they not interrupting your day to discuss MS-13 murdering and the threatening and threatening Americans? What about other nationals? Why did they ignore all of the previous arrests of Chinese nationals? All of a sudden today they come out with all of these real big, bold statements and why did the fbi not hold a national press conference when chinese immigrant eugene Yu, who was arrested earlier this month in michigan in connection with theft of personal data of election data the alleged stolen data belonged to poll workers and was sent to china this company conich was the subject of true the votes pit in arizona last august where katherine eaglebrecht and greg phillips singled out the company so you have all of the news releases here and you have los angeles county district attorney george gascon announced today that an executive with a michigan-based company responsible for the software used in managing los angeles county election poll workers has been arrested as part of an investigation into the possible theft of personal identifying information of those workers. I want to thank my prosecutors and investigators for their commitment to eliminating cyber intrusions against governor, government entities and local businesses. This is according to my DA, Gascon, who we tried, by the way, to get rid of. But of course, they figured out a way to not count certain votes to make that happen. Data breaches are an ongoing threat to our digital way of life when we entrust a company to hold our confidential data. They must be willing to to and be able to protect our personal identifying information from theft. Otherwise, we are all victims. Okay, this is from the left who basically has attacked everybody on social media online with their per, by having their personal information, what they tweet, and they are able to actually track it directly to you. Happened to me. It's happening to you. Believe me. We know about those lists and everything else. These social media big tech companies are in for a rude awakening, especially with their, when they are being bought out by our biggest uh, tech people right now. You've got Elon Musk, who is talking about it openly, and the fact that they are stealing and manipulating the conversation to just benefit the left. You have got Kanye. Ye is going to purchase Parler, as you all know. It's in the works. And then, of course, you've got Donald Trump that started from scratch with Truth that's doing extremely well. Truth is the only, really, the one that I use the most. Um, you have Gab and you have Getter and you have all kinds of people. You can't ignore this problem anymore. This is actually real and it's affecting all of us. So the theft of data will only impacted the election workers, according to the L.A. District Attorney, George Gascon. The L.A. DA seized hard drives and other digital evidence from the Michigan software firm with the assistance of Meridian Township Police in Michigan. The L.A. DA is seeking use extradition to Los Angeles. Following the CEO's arrest, Fairfax County in Virginia announced they have stopped using Connick poll 
chief election officer management software. Why no press conference when Americans had their election information taken and stored in communist China? I'm sorry, but shouldn't we all be alarmed by all of this? Seriously, this is absolutely a government uh, influence. And if you think it didn't have anything to do with what happened in 2020, you're wrong. Facebook interfered in our elections. Twitter interfered with our elections. ScrewTube screwed with us and interfered in our elections. Google, as you know, is going to court over the same thing. This is just repeat on again and again and again. I swear, I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm in this crazy fishbowl where I just continue to repeat myself. Unreal. So the Biden regime is set to warn about threats to nation's election infrastructure ahead of midterms, including China, Russia, and non-state actors. It's uncanny. They are now concerned about our elections, right? After 2020's mishaps, they paid absolutely no attention. If you were calling out things that you noticed were a little odd or awkward or, or those mail ballots being fed through those machines multiple times. Now they want to talk about it. There's a landslide coming, y'all. Cannot wait, but it is going to be tremendous. And it's because of all of you. Regardless of how they tried to shut you down, you kept fighting. This is a result of your hard work. Nothing happens overnight. You've all been incredibly patient and wonderful about kind of suffering through and just going where you needed to go to get your message out. It didn't matter if you were attending school board meetings. It didn't matter if you were calling your representatives or putting stuff onto social media, knowing that there was a risk of you losing your account. You did it. You did it. You're the reason why all of this is happening now. So you have Biden regime is set to warn Americans about the threats to the nation's elections infrastructure later this week ahead of the 2022 midterms. They don't want the American people to know what kind of landslide this is. So who do you think is going to turn around and start talking about election theft? Mm, mm. You mean what got us kicked off of social media? That same conversation, they're going to start talking about it and they're starting to talk about it now? They're concerned about it now? Oh, this is good. So the intelligence bulletin will it will lay out details of cyber threats posed by China, Russia, and other non-state actors and potential physical threats to election officials in jurisdictions across the country. The FBI DOJ is hoping they can move the needle a bit to assist the Democrat socialists who have managed to destroy the economy, the border, and the U.S. foreign policy in less than two years. Remember, all of these people's jobs, the ones they are paid for, even if they show up or not, okay, remember, they were all able to work from home this whole time. <clears throat> Thank you, Democrat Party. And uh, so now they want to get involved in all of this because they are going to lose their jobs. And they know it. And it's coming at a, like a freight train, it's coming. So just in, Biden men wants to warn about these threats. And this is from Disclosed TV as well. So they are tracking multiple threats, they say, to the nation's election security infrastructure ahead of the midterms and are set to issue warnings, including an internal intelligence bulletin this week, according to two people familiar with the matter. Here's the deal. Why don't we just go back to hand counting these ballots? What's the problem? Showing up with your ID in hand and saying, okay, here's my ballot. I have voted where we all have cameras on and we can watch them vote. One day, one vote, and let's get this thing on. 
I don't understand what the problem is. That that should just be the standard. It's okay to do it in all the other parts of the world, but all of a sudden they need all this elect, uh, you know, all these electronics to have us vote with these machines that now they are saying is a national security. Hello, we've been talking about it for years now. So the Department of Injustice is set to address several malign influence schemes and alleged criminal activity by non-state actors in a press conference on Monday. Well, you just had it, folks. They're now talking about election interference. Why? Because they know that they are done. They are completely done. No one is listening to them anymore, and nobody wants to. They are. They have been hiding this information, and you have got a huge lawsuit that is about to take effect, and it has to do with big tech, which is why we named today's show Big Tech Stacked Deck, and that's why, because it has been. This is a perfect example of election interference, and this is what they have been doing this entire time they've had but I think it needs to go a step further I think we need to start pulling people in like some of these lamestream media people not just social media big tech but you need to start bringing in some of these anchors as well and have them start answering questions under oath at hearings hello I'm talking to you Rachel mad cow okay four years of Russia 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 all right we want to find out why you did it how you did it how you got your information who was feeding it to you and when you found out that it was a bomb and a bust, why you didn't come out and actually say just that? Because there is unbelievable evidence of what has happened here. And it definitely interfered with our elections. And I'm not even talking about the Hunter Biden laptop. I'm, not, I'm leaving that part out. I'm just talking about our elections alone. So here you go. This is out from Red State. Astonishing evidence. Lawsuit reveals vast censorship enterprise. Ooh, where have we heard that before? Between Biden administration and big tech, we've seen the reports, evidence, and it definitely is there. And you have got the Republicans that are starting to weigh in on all of this, and they want to know more about it. Well, it's about time. You know, they always seem to just poke their little heads out when it's election time, but this time they mean business. Well, I hope it's not just an empty hearing. I hope there is actually something that happens as a result of all of this. So here it is. This is from the Federalist. The DOJ is hiding information about Biden's attempt to interfere in U.S. elections. So the DOJ is hiding the records about Biden's order telling federal agencies to develop plans to interfere in state election administration. The Department of Injustice is slow walking its response to a federal court order mandating that the agency forfeit records pertaining to resident Joe Biden's March 2021 executive order that directed federal agencies to develop plans for federal interference in state election administration. On Thursday evening, the agency filed a motion for summary judgment with Fort Myers Division of the U.S. Middle District Court of Florida in an attempt to conceal communication records related to executive order 14019, which required all federal departments to consider ways to expand citizen opportunities to register to vote and to obtain information about and participate in the electoral process. In law, summary judgment is a decision issued by a court on statements and evidence for one party against another without going to a full trial. The move 
it was a shield it was to shield the records in questions in question from the public it comes after a federal judge mandated in july that the agency must turn over documents related to biden's order to the Foundation of Government Accountability, FGA, which sued the DOJ back in April after its officials failed to respond to FGA's July 2021 open records request. While the DOJ ultimately turned over a few of the records to FGA last month, the documents were heavily redacted and did not include the DOJ's 15-page strategic plan. (laughs) I wonder why. They didn't want you to see their strategic plan on how the agency intends to comply with Biden's executive order. Okay, so they now know for a fact, Jack, that all of this work that they've been trying to put in to steal this election just isn't going to fly. People are excited about this election. People cannot wait to show the Democrats the door. Cannot wait. I, for one, am ecstatic about all of the possibilities that are happening here. But it's our turn right now to start doubling down on all these efforts. This is up to us and to get the word out. And it doesn't matter if you just want to carpool and make sure that people get to the polls or whatever. Your voice is so important and you've got to make sure that it's heard. So they are going back and forth with this whole entire thing. They're just digging themselves into a a deeper mess if you were to look at it that way because you've got all kinds of things that are happening as a result of all this. You want to talk about backpedaling. Mm-hmm. This is really great stuff. So the lawsuit reveals that vast censorship scheme by big tech and the federal government starting to unravel all of this. We've been talking about this for quite some time. A little noticed federal lawsuit, Missouri v. Biden, is uncovering astonishing evidence of an entrenched censorship scheme cooked up between the federal government and big tech that would make communist China proud. Hmm. Yeah, it really would. And the fact that they've been lying about everything this entire time, including the dossier, none of them want to report on the fact that Hillary, that was Hillary Clinton's, okay? And that they weakened this country, divided this country by repeating that same thing over and over again. So far, 67 officials or agencies, including the FBI, have been accused in the lawsuit of violating the First Amendment by pressuring Facebook, Twitter, and Google to censor users for alleged misinformation or disinformation. Victims of the Biden big tech censorship enterprise include The Post, whose Hunter Biden laptop expose was suppressed by Facebook, and then Twitter in October 2020 after the FBI went to Facebook warning it with great uh, specificity of to watch out for the dump of Russian disinformation pertaining to Joe Biden with an uncanny resemblance to our stories. Okay, if you were on social media, you were completely banned. If you kept your account, if you were able to keep it through all of this when you were talking about all of these subjects, I applaud you. I don't know how you do it and how you did it. I don't know how you were able to achieve it, but you're still there and that's great. A lot of people, though, were silenced, and all of this information has been proven. We knew the government was involved. They were selling you stuff like it was a free and fair election. They were selling you stuff like the jab was going to absolutely cure you. You weren't going to be able to pass it once you got the jab. It stopped with you. That's the kind of disinformation that needs to be looked at now because all of those were lies from the left and the government, and now they're on jab number six. I can't even believe it. But yeah, jab number six is on its way. 
So the victims of the Biden big tech censorship enterprise, that was all of us. We allege that top ranking Biden administration officials colluded with those social media companies to suppress speech about the Hunter Biden laptop story, the origins of COVID-19, the effectancy of masks and the election integrity. This is how the lawsuit was summarized. Okay, because all of this stuff we have been able to prove over time. Now, I hope that there is something that is going to be put out there that where they start taking accounts away from people that were actually spreading this. And also the people that were spreading this misinformation, I do hope they go under oath in a hearing, like I said, and this includes the lamestream media, and have to testify where they had gotten their information, who was pushing them to, to, to get this information out to the public, because it absolutely did have an effect on our elections. So the censorship related to the alleged misinformation about pandemic lockdowns, vaccines, and COVID-19 included material from the esteemed infectious disease and public health scientists associated with Great Barrington Declaration, which proved over time to be correct, and eventually much of which was adopted as official policy by the CDC. Okay, so here's the deal. There's some really interesting stuff that is coming out on this on, on this vaccine. What they knew, when they knew it, the reason why they don't want to go after it is because, hey, guess what? Taxpayer money was used to fund this Wuhan lab. That's another thing that is coming to the surface. So why would they go after themselves? Point is, they won't. They never will. Absolutely not. So now you have, this is from Zero Hedge, great article here, Internet Sting Operations J6 Deleted. It exposes how Twitter manipulated January 6th narrative in real time. Okay. So the developer of social media media monitoring algorithm explains how his internet sting operation, J6 Deleted, exposed how Twitter manipulated the narrative in real time. I'm going to show you how it's done, folks. I mean, this is how it's done. You put out a word and guess what? It comes and finds you. I could say nothing, but um, Biden cheated in the elections. And guess what? Zoop! I would be zapped in about two seconds over there on YouTube, hence the reason why I am not on YouTube anymore, because I was getting strikes and I might as well be using sign language over there, because anything I said was going to be zapped in like two seconds flat. So in 2018, Jason Sullivan, a social media and Twitter specialist, was subpoenaed by special counsel investigating the now debunked theory that Trump was colluding with Russia. Sullivan is now the lead investigative consultant to former President Donald Trump's legal team via Peter Tickton. In an exclusive interview with the Epic Times, Sullivan explains how he discovered evidence of a coordinated operation by influencers and Twitter to set the narrative on January 6, 2021, as events unfolded. We've created an algorithm that enables us to determine which tweets are on the trajectory of becoming a viral event, Sullivan explained. We are watching social media intelligence in real time all day, every day, based on specific search terms, key phrases, and hashtags. Our algorithm can tell us exactly how much traction a particular tweet is receiving and how often people are uh, reciprocating, such as liking and retweeting. When it meets a certain threshold, we are automatically alerted. So this is pretty cool. 
Leading up to the January 6th, we were listening to social media discourse, Sullivan recalled, and we set up the program to capture every viral event that took place on January 6th that pertained to the name Trump. Think about that. Trump is the most tweeted word on the planet. And it's true. Trump, 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 Trump. Not only is he in our head as Teflon Don, but he lives permanently in the left brain. I mean, they are like scarred from the whole experience. I've never seen anything like it. That's why whenever I speak about Donald Trump over here in LA, I have to say this, I used to have to say this administration, or now I say the previous administration, because as soon as I say President Trump, guess what happens? There is this big wall that goes over and their eyes just glaze over and, and they almost pass out. They can't handle it. They cannot talk about him. He is on their mind 24-7. So, oh, dare I say something like, wasn't he a fabulous president? Weren't we doing so well under President Trump? <sighs> Can you imagine those conversations? They're wonderful. I enjoy it every single time I get the opportunity. And I have them often, by the way. So leading up to January 6th, we were listening to them and the social media discourse, and they set up this program, which is really cool. And Trump, every single time, it went straight to Trump. So here's the deal. What they discovered was that there were trends that clearly indicated there was going to be some type of false flag operation on January 6th. As Sullivan noted, the one who drives the narrative drives the outcome. What we discovered is that many of these captured tweets, which had exculpatory evidence, had been conveniently and systematically removed from Twitter, and some of those patients, some of those pages had even been scrubbed from the internet, Sullivan recalled. So too had the communication feeds and comments within the viral threads, which contained additional exculpatory evidence. I want to make it perfectly clear that we conducted the sting operation, Sullivan asserted. We have it all. We have it all. All of the tweets and all of the exculpatory evidence, Twitter thinks it's scrubbed from the internet. We have them all. It's a huge, huge deal, okay? The collection of all viral tweets captured by his algorithm, J6 Deleted, is now available to the public. And there's actually where you can go here. You can click on this. I'm going to put this into your chat room. So you all need to see this. This is awesome. I love undercover work. I just think it's really great. And these people do it amazingly, amazingly well. So here you go. This is for you to indulge in. I hope you enjoy it because you know what? This is the real deal. And Zero Hedge does an awesome job in all of this. So just keep, just stay tuned to all of this. I want to make it perfectly clear. They, they say that they conducted the sting operation and that they have them all. And here you go. Social media influence are digital creators with a large social media following who spark dialogue, set trends, and generate interest among their fan communities. Among the dozens of influences who were active on January 6th, several stood up as leaders in pushing what Sullivan calls the false flag narrative. So the investigative journalist, Laura Logan, has worked closely with Sullivan and has seen his trove of tweets captured by this algorithm. She knew immediately that Rupar was spreading misinformation. In particular, she knew Rupar's claim that Trump attacked four black people within 30 seconds when speaking about Stacey Abrams and Oprah Winfrey had absolutely nothing to do with the race. Do you see how they have brainwashed these people? 
I mean, this is really, really sad. And if I was somebody on the left, I would go, oh my gosh, you know what? They have been lying to me. They have been manipulating me. I just hope these people wake up and see this because this is really something that they need to be aware of. I can't tell you how many arguments I got into people about Russia, Russia, Russia. I mean, I've got people to this day who will not speak to me as a result of the conversations we would have about Russia. I have people that when they see me coming, and and I've had these conversations with them before, especially after it was found out that Russia, Russia, Russia was a fake dossier and it became public knowledge and they just tried to kind of sweep it under the rug, who avoid me at the mailboxes. Yes, they take a left because they don't want to get into that conversation again because all I remind them of now is Russia. <laughs> Anywho, all right, so uh, you have all of this happening, and you have Harvard Law professor Lawrence Tribb, who was responsible for eight viral Twitter posts on January 6th, primarily to insult and berate Trump. This was a full-blown sting operation, okay? They worked together in coordination to do this with you, to do this to you, to swing public opinion. Oh my gosh, can you imagine if President Trump if you were to take the two and you were to say, okay, let's just do everything that President Trump did for the American people and say that it was Biden and then vice versa, let's say that Trump did what Biden has done. Here we are on the brink of nuclear war and everything else. You've got a COVID virus that was funded, right, by taxpayers coming out of Wuhan, China that you're finding out about. You've got the CDC that actually ordered all kinds of vaccines a year ago okay, to make sure that they were able to jab every single child in this country. Was this stuff planned? Absolutely it was. Here he is. I've got the Pfizer CEO one year ago who said that he had placed an order to vax every single child, and now they're trying to make it man mandatory. They have made it mandatory. Check this out. What is Hang Pfizer on. expecting okay. in terms this of the uptake here among um, this, this age a, this group? Has, have you guys done any market research to, to try to understand what the demand's going to be like? I'll play this one for you because it's important for you. I, I haven't get. seen any data so on the market. Did you go here you go. What is Pfizer expecting in terms of the uptake here among um, this age group? Has, have you guys done any market research to try to understand what the demand's going to be like? I haven't seen any data on market research, particularly for this demand, but um, I think uh, I know that the U.S. government has placed um, orders um, with us uh, that basically covers every kid of this country. So I think uh, uh, the, the supply will be there and hopefully a lot of kids will benefit from it. Oh, okay, so uh, there you go. They had planned to do this a year ago. They had planned to vaccinate each and every single child in this country. You want to talk about evil, 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 but that's not as evil as this guy. Oh, my gosh. We have nothing but villains. I sit here and I report this stuff every single day, and I just go, oh, my gosh, this is truly a superhero fight between the good and the bad. And I'm not even saying everybody in the Republican Party are good because we know that there are bad ones out there too. And we're getting rid of them. We're getting their seats that are going to be occupied by new, fresh new faces and voices that actually work on behalf of the American people. We are thirsty for that. No longer can you have 
uh, an establishment that is just working to benefit itself. So right, rightly so. They are they are doing it right in front of us. They do not care who's watching. This is just the way they act. This is just who they are. They just feel that this they are entitled to it. So Fauci, Biden officials ordered to be deposed in social media collusion case. A federal judge on Friday ordered Dr. Anthony Fauci, former White House press secretary, Jen Paskanki, you know that's my name for her, and other officials from the Biden administration and the FBI to testify under oath at depositions in a lawsuit over alleged collusion to censor information on social media during the pandemic. That's not enough for me. Like I said, we've got to make sure that we get the talking heads of the lamestream media up there as well. We need to know what Pfizer paid them and what other Johnson and Johnson and anybody else that was selling the Jap in this country. We need to know how much they were paid, right, to make sure that they were the mockingbird in in this particular case because that's what they did. I mean, you you've seen the video. It's too long, but the Pfizer video brought to you by Pfizer. Royal wedding brought to you by Pfizer. Every single time you would turn on that television, 60 minutes brought to you by Pfizer. All of them need to be under investigation. They need to go into a hearing. They need to testify under oath. Every single person that participated in that whole entire thing, because like I said, this was a joint effort. It wasn't just one. It was many. So the court has granted requests to depose Dr. Anthony Fauci, former White House Press Secretary Paskanki, FBI Supervisor, Special Agent Elvis Chan, and you also have other Biden administration officials relating to the collusion with social media to suppress free speech. About time. Absolutely about time. And so I think it's great. And you are also going to see a couple of our amazing warriors that are also going to be called in this. Um, You have got uh, the Gateway Pundits, Jim Hoff, as a plaintiff in this case. They are the ones that are bringing this to the light. So the Gateway Pundit previously reported in May that Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, along with Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, filed a lawsuit, Missouri v. Biden, against the Biden administration. That's the name of this particular one in case you want to look it up. And it is, it includes Biden. This is against Biden administration. It includes Biden himself, Anthony Fauci, the Department of Homeland Security, and nearly a dozen federal agencies and secretaries. The suit alleges a massive coordinated effort by the deep state, permanent administrative state to work with big tech to censor and manipulate Americans from average citizens to news outlets on issues including the Hunter Biden laptop from hell, 2020 election integrity, COVID-19 origin and extent skepticism, COVID-19 vaccine skepticism, along with many other issues. All of it should be in there. If you were talking about any of these things, you would get a strike on YouTube. If you were tweeting about it, you would be censored or or completely kicked off of Twitter or Facebook. And that was the end of it. That was definite. And they would blame it on a fact checker and say that you were misrepresentation, misrepresenting it. They would try to come up. And this is what they do too. It really annoys me. Because they will take, they'll say that you didn't provide full context They'll have one little tiny item out there that that you may not have added. And they'll say the whole entire thing is false. Throw it out. Yours has been, your, your comment is wrong. And it could be like 
trading out a word and they will say the whole thing is is bogus or or debunked and it's not but these are the games they play with these 20 year olds i hate to say it that are running social media so this is a great case that is going to play out and i'm sure the left is already starting to talk about it and what they are going to say because the fact that a judge has granted these depositions from these people they should be very concerned. They've been denying that this was even an issue the entire time, right there at the podium. So this is a great thing. It's going to help us moving forward. But like I said, okay, so you can have them testify, but we are going to need somebody that is actually going to hold them accountable, right? And prosecute them as such with all the information. I know a lot of you are starting to lose faith in the whole court system, especially when you see what's happening in Washington, D.C. with with January Sixers and all of this. They have got, we've got to hold them accountable for what they have done because this country is starting to actually lose faith in the justice system. And I don't care if you are on the right or if you are on the left. Guess what? This applies to you, and it, does, it shouldn't be political at all. If you break the law, if you are coordinating, if you know that something is a lie, and you're shutting people down that are actually telling the truth, there's a problem here. So I'm just hoping there's going to be a reverse course in all of this. But again, the Democrats will lie. They have absolutely no problem lying. In fact, the latest, one of the latest lies uh, that has come to fruition is V.D. Harris. I mean, the woman is sitting up there and she actually says that it is misinformation. And remember, she was going to be the misinformation czar. And she said that her promoting the Minnesota Freedom Fund was misinformation. Check this out. I want to ask you, uh, the Minnesota GOP is holding a press conference this afternoon to criticize you for your support a couple of years ago before you were the vice president for something called the Minnesota Freedom Fund that was really set up to help those who are arrested after the, in the aftermath of the George Floyd riots, help them get out. It's since been sort of morphed into something else and has been used to help people get out who've been accused of, of many other crimes. Do you have any thoughts about this? Well, first of all, I am a child of parents who marched for civil rights in the 1960s in America. And I have always been and will always be a supporter of peaceful protests. Um, many peaceful protests over the history of our country have led to an expansion of rights and, um, and, and an expansion of civil rights. So that's where I stand on, on peaceful protest. And um, I think that, unfortunately, what we're seeing are, is people are, are playing political games right now. We're 18 days away from midterms. And um, we have sadly not seen a lack of misinformation and disinformation. Uh, and, and I think this is another one of those examples. Okay, now I have an example for you. Okay, what I have to do in order to find these videos every single day is I have to search for something that hasn't been scrubbed off of YouTube or somewhere else. I've got another video for you that proves everything that she just said as a lie. Now, believe me, it took a lot of work to find this, but I hope you use it. You can pass it around. Check it out. I know that there are protests still happening in yeah. major cities across the United States. I'm just not seeing the reporting on it that I, that right, I had that's right. for the first few weeks. That's um, right. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's, they're not, this is a movement, I'm telling you. They're not going to stop. And, and everyone beware. 
because they're not going to stop. It is going to, they're not going to stop before election day in November, and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up and they should not. And we should not. Okay, there you go. Like I said, they're constantly, constantly trying to pull down those videos of her actually funding and supporting this effort. This is just who she is. So I'm going to put that up on my social media page so that you all have it. You can pass it around a couple of times if you'd like, because the information needs to be out there and you would not believe what it actually took to do it. <sighs> to find one, because I knew I had heard it. And whenever I hear something, I generally you know, log it away in the back of my mind. And I'm like, I know I heard her come out and say that she was going to make sure that they weren't going to stop, that she supported what they were doing and all of this nonsense. Meaning, this is during the Floyd, George Floyd. Cities were burning. People were being killed. Lives were being destroyed. Business burned down. The whole thing. And she was sitting up there with a smile on her face talking about how they're not going to stop. They're going to keep going. She's going to make sure they have all the support they need. Uh, yeah, and they got it all right. So you've got a whole bunch of other things that are actually happening too over here. You have got President Trump who announces that he will sue Pulitzer Committee on in the next two weeks for giving the Pulitzer Prize to fake news New York Times and Washington Compost reporters and definitely needed needs to. They were sitting there handing these awards out just like they were candy, applauding themselves, trying to throw more credibility to an unbelievable not credible uh networks and people it, amazing i mean they were outright like outright lying to the american people which allowed them to sway public opinion during the elections so during president trump's speech he announced he will be suing the pulitzer organization and in the next two weeks to retract the Pulitzer Prizes from the Washington Compost and the New York Times fake news reporters who lied about his connections to Russia and Vladimir Putin. And it's true. Those absolutely need to be recalled because you know what? They convinced a lot of people that they were trustworthy people. I mean, you give somebody an award, you say, oh my gosh, what stellar reporting. Wow. They got, they got an award for all of this. So the perpetrators behind this her historic crime have never been held accountable for this despicable act and the greatest ho hoax in American history. And yet numerous Trump associates were punished, abused, jailed, and fired for being linked to President Trump. The FBI, DOJ, used the fake news media as a tool in this massive lie they perpetrated on the American public and the world. I'd say, I mean, th this is what I'm talking about. This is why now all of a sudden they're getting really nervous about midterms is because we are going to replace you. Yes, and quickly. Most of them need to be impeached. Garland, for one, absolutely he needs to be impeached. Everything here is just has been used as a tool. They have weaponized this country on behalf of the Democrats. We have got so many examples those people that won the awards, they should also be called into the hearing. We should talk about where they got their information. And then you can go to jail, right? Okay, that's what normally happens in a nation of law and order. You lie about something. We had our accounts taken away. But you're talking about national news, which swung an election as a result of all of this fake news reporting. I mean, come on. 
So here you go. You have got Pfizer. Okay, and they have planned a 400% price increase. Uh-huh, and it's not about the money for mRNA COVID jab after CDC panels recommend to include COVID shots for children and adolescents, an annual immunization schedule. Oh, you think it's not about the money? Follow it and you'll see. And you'll also see how scientists can be bought. After the CDC panels recommend adding COVID shots to children and adolescents' annual immunization schedule, Pfizer plans to increase the price of their mRNA COVID jab by 400%. All right. So they announced during an investor call that the company is considering charging between $110 and $130 per dosage for the private market for the COVID shot. Well, you don't have to worry about me getting one. Mm, Sorry, uh, I'm out of that list. Uh, I can save and go have a nice dinner somewhere if you still can for 130 bucks. Maybe for one person it'll cover, but not for everyone. Uh, not for two people. The call was conducted on Thursday to re- to review the data on RSV and provide commercial update on the company's COVID vaccine. The investor call was uploaded on Thursday at 3.31 p.m. This was after the CDC panel voted to add the COVID vaccine to the annual immunization schedule for children and adolescents. The new pricing will go into effect in 2023, most likely during the first quarter sick isn't it absolutely sick so you have this is great okay like i said with some bad news there's always some good news and so now you've got newly sworn alberta premier plans to make it illegal to discriminate based on covid19 vaccine status and you know what this is how it should have been the whole entire time but again the democrat party is constantly they're the biggest dividers in our country and they want to make it about she or him or it they want to make it about black or white they want to make it and they want to divide you into so many different groups that guess what you somewhere identify in some certain category from some far out land it's almost like a cartoon world after the time you finish saying I am Jules Jones, and I identify as she, her. I mean, what is that? What is all of that? And whether you've had the jab or not, or, or any of this stuff, I mean, this there is no stopping these people. So the government of Alberta, led by the new premier, uh, um, Daniel Smith, has apologized to unvaccinated Canadians who who faced discrimination, and she plans to pardon those who were fined or imprisoned for breaking COVID protocols. Can you imagine that? Knowing what you know now, being thrown in jail, right, and fined because you didn't want to take a jab that you were not comfortable taking because the government had not tested it enough. It had not gone through the proper channels. You didn't know what was in it. They weren't disclosing this information. They told you they would tell you in 72 years what was in it. I'm sorry. I'm not comfortable with that. I never will be comfortable with something like that. In the very beginning, they weren't even asking you what medications you were on. They weren't asking you what you were what you were doing. Um, what your family history was like, if you had any issues. Thank you, Burrito Boy. You just lit up my screen <laughs> trying to pay more attention to, to chat. Um, and I want to thank everybody, too. Uh, and probably right now is probably a really good time because I know I miss people. 
on um, on Friday. And you guys are amazing, absolutely amazing for donating to the show. And like I said, for supporting the show. It's just been awesome what you have been able to contribute. And we absolutely appreciate it. So I've got a couple of people here that I know I missed. Um, Pure Blood Stallion, you've got quite the sense of humor. He said, here's a dollar for, um, because Jules will miss it. Because like I explained to you, if you if you donate to the show, it's per minute. So a dollar a minute of how long your name is up there. So thank you for that one, Pure Blood Stallion. Then we had Burrito Boy. We just have Burrito Boy again. Thank you for that. Tanny P, I appreciate it. Whirly88, appreciate it. Tweezers, thank you so much. We completely appreciate it. And then also, before I forget, there are a number of people that help us with this show. And I've been trying to give it in in increments, but I've got to thank a few people real quick. And that is at Patriot underscore Lioness, Will at Icrocket, Mary at Tiger Mary for Trump, KB, USMC, Alexi at ALI10. We have Cold Brew at Denise Palmieri. We have Hobbit at Hobbit for DJT. And we have uh, Deborah Steinman. She's awesome. And she's at Deborah Rays. And that's D E B R A R A E S. Those are your moderators in chat. They are amazing. They're all volunteers. They do this because they believe in this show and they believe in this channel and they want to help make it grow. And they do that absolutely every single day. And I appreciate you more than you can possibly imagine. A lot of you know that I work during the day. And so they have this stuff all ready for me by the time I get back. So they're doing a huge amount of work and I just want to thank them for it. So love you guys. Thanks a lot. All right, so on with our news. I'm just so excited right now. I'm just going to take another break real quick and just talk about how I see everything. We are in an incredible position right now. We are waking up people that we normally would not have had the opportunity to wake up. They are living in this world. Like I said, with the inflation the way it is and everything that has been happening, everyone's affected. No one no one is a, is protected from this Biden regime. You are all being hit at the gas pump. You are all being hit with inflation. You are all being hit with crime that is out of sight. You are watching the Biden administration funding big tech, funding uh, big corp. You're watching the the pharmaceutical industry, and now they're gonna they're going to add a four hundred percent jab. Okay, on on top of everything else that they've gotten, and a guaranteed buyer mind you let's let's not let's not leave that part out you've got all of these things that are happening that normally people would just go along with but it has been such an absolute disaster with the democrats that you're actually reaching the ears of people that you normally would not have been able to reach that's amazing this is a clear opportunity for everyone and I think it's fantastic. I mean, you're, you're looking at what is happening to this country. Ghost town San Francisco, for example. Okay, so let's talk about it. Here you go, dailymail.com. San Francisco has lost everything. I used to go there every single weekend from LA. I don't go there anymore because I might as well just go in a side street here in LA to see that. I mean, it's homeless camps. You've got conventions that are pulling out that have been there, that have been going to San Francisco for years. It is a beautiful city and it is empty. So tech entrepreneur, 
uh, Michelle Tandler, she's the founder of professional development company, has been photographing her native San Francisco. Tandler said she was shocked by how quiet the streets are during the week when pre-pandemic the city would have been alive and bustling. The security firm Castle reported this month that San Francisco's total downtown office occupancy was at 39% in late September, one of the lowest in the nation. Salesforce Tower, the tallest in San Francisco, still remains nearly empty with the company having switched almost entirely to remote work. San Francisco's occupancy rates are well below those of Austin, 61%, New York, 46%, and Los Angeles, 45%. Tandler said she was concerned about the future of her hometown, noting that companies may stop renting downtown office space. That would kill many small businesses, lead to a collapse in tax revenues, and further desolation in an area already plagued by homelessness and serious crime. It is so true. It is absolutely so, so true. Um, like I said, in, unless you've actually come to California and checked it out yourself, like in the big liberal cities, I'm in Hollywood, but but San Francisco is in way worse shape. And I can't even believe I'm saying it, but it's true. There is, you are seeing the effects of, of all of the Biden administration and their efforts. And with the cartels running things the way they are, the, the fentanyl problem that you have with people putting fentanyl into just street drugs, whether it's a pill, whether it's Coke or whatever, they're mixing the stuff, people are dying. They are not doing their job. You're, you're seeing what we've been talking about, inflation, crime, illegal immigration. These are the things that are on the ballot. You've got to remind people, that this is what you're voting for. Forget all this trans stuff. I'm over it. You should be too. Whatever somebody wants to do with their body, great, as long as it's not a child. But yet you've got the Biden administration acting like that is something that they want to get involved in. Haven't they done enough damage with the COVID? I mean, forcing vaccinations? They're not reporting on all that has to do with the vaccinations with the kind of things that people have developed as a result of it. They're not reporting on that. No, instead they want to mutilate your kids, right? Because they know that you are that, that people aren't going to pay attention. Well, we're paying attention. Mama bears are paying attention. And you even have Ted Cruz who is speaking out. He went on the view, which I was happy about. But but here he is. I mean, you you've got a an FBI that has that has been directed by Merrick Garland to go after mama bears for standing up for their own kids. That's Merrick Garland directed the FBI to go after moms and dads who go to school boards and to treat them as domestic terrorists using the Patriot Act. That is fundamentally wrong. Oh, yeah, you think? You got that right. Yeah, it's wrong. Of course it's wrong. Why are we even having this conversation? To send the FBI because parents are concerned about what their children are learning to find out that mama bears and papa bears would be a little upset that their kids were going to get a forced vaccination when you've got so many obvious, obvious examples of kids that have not survived the COVID jab, right? This is a really, really big deal. Of course, they're going to take care of their children. What do you expect? No, we do not trust the government to take that reign and run with it. No, we don't trust the government at all to do that. Nobody cares for your children like you do. You know that. Ugh. And so now Ted goes on to say people are hurting and they have gotten hurt. Well, I'll say, number one, if you talk to people across the country, as I'm doing, I'm in the middle of a 17 state national bus tour right now. People are hurting. 
lives of, of working men and women across this country have gotten really hard. They're seniors who've seen their 401ks drop 20, 25, 30 percent in the last two years, who can't afford food and rent and their mortgage. They can't afford basic expenses. And people are upset. I mean, the highest inflation in 40 years is making people's lives a lot harder. When you see someone wait in line to fill up the tank on their gas and they can't fill it up, they got to put $10 or $20 in. People are hurting. And I think if you look at the polls in pretty much every state in the country, inflation's the number one issue. Crime is the number two issue, and illegal immigration is the number three issue. And in all, all three of those, this administration's agenda has been a train wreck. Let me- yeah, like I said, that's what's on the ballot. How are you feeling today? Uh, not so hot. I just spent a hundred and something dollars on gasoline. And guess what? As a result of all that, it's not going to get any better. Uh, and the thing is, the administration wanted to trick you when they went after our our oil reserves. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to make it look a little good, you know, a little bit better for the midterms, but just for the midterms. And then all of a sudden we were going to have a complete tragedy on our hands. And that's the thing. And you're seeing city after city that is having a problem with all of this. San Francisco is not the only one. You now have Portland's Democratic mayor who is finally banning the 700 unsanctioned homeless camps that have turned the once uh, once trendy city into a vortex of misery. What did you think was going to happen? Republicans are leading the, the race for governor. They, decla- they, they declare the state of emergency in this particular case. I mean, this is unreal. You're actually talking about this. This is what people have got to keep hammering in. And this is why we're about to win all of these governor races is because people are fed up with this. The mayor of Portland, Oregon said on Friday it announced plans to ban unsanctioned homeless camps as he calls the situation a vortex of misery. Mayor Ted Wheeler described Portland's homeless crisis nothing short of a humanitarian catastrophe. The city currently has more than 700 homeless encampments across the city within less than 150 square miles. Wheeler says he hopes to build 20,000 new affordable housing units in the next 10 years. More than 3,000 individuals experiencing homelessness reside in the Oregon City, a stark rise from less than three years ago when that number was around 2000 okay so it's not working democrats if you were to come to california you just heard about san francisco now you're hearing about democrat uh portland these policies aren't working they are not working the whole thing with defund the police and all of that jazz isn't working hasn't worked but yet they're getting up there and they're lying about it now and why are they lying about it because they know that you're aware of it now and so You've got all kinds of people that are sitting there and they are, they're lying to the face of the American people, including some, the AGs. I mean, they're saying, oh, they're, crime, crime, there's not a problem. Oh, we didn't mean to defund the police. We wouldn't defund the police. Why would we defund the police? Are you kidding? Eric Holder and, and so many others, I mean, they have all been for this this entire time and they don't even try to cover this stuff up. So... I think it's really interesting. I I think we're in a really good position right now, but we can't let the reins go. This is not the only election that we need to be this involved in. We have to stay engaged, absolutely stay engaged, because we can never get into this position again. And you know the left. The left cannot wait. You've got Minnesota AG Keith Ellison, who said that he doesn't know anyone, anyone who he thinks should defund the police. And then I don't know anybody who thinks that we should defund the police. Are you kidding? Two days ago, he was campaigning with Ilian Omar and Cori Bush, 
who are all about defunding the police. What are you kidding me? So now they've resulted just flat out lying to you. And then they go on to lie to you about, we didn't go overboard on suing businesses about the COVID jab. Uh, really? Did you go, guys go a little overboard on uh, suing businesses for not, a, you know, for not having masks and stuff? Uh, no. We, what we did is we saved lives, Eric. I mean, the fact is there are 10,000 uh, restaurants, about 1,500 bars in the state of Minnesota. Uh, almost everybody put their customers and their employees first. Uh, we had some people who didn't. Uh, we tried to negotiate with them, and they wouldn't listen. Uh, and so we <laughs> could not allow them to... Uh, flout the law. Oh, really? They didn't listen. They didn't listen to us. So what do we do? We jail them and we fine them because that's what we do as Democrats. If you do not follow everything that we say and do, then guess what? You will be fined. You will be punished. Look at January Sixers. There is not enough attention that is being thrown on the January Sixers and what they have been through. This is a horrible injustice. And seriously, it breaks my heart. The January Sixers are the reason, and I'll never forget it. It was like this huge weight that was lifted off my shoulders. But that's why I left the Republican Party. I was so angry when you didn't have Republicans standing up for these people, these these people that were being punished for just protesting, just going out and showing their support. And they didn't do anything wrong. And they were jailed. They were treated horribly. They were put in inhumane conditions. They were being made an example of. They weren't even able to have a fair trial. They were just they were just thrown in the tank. You had the FBI looking for certain people. They would grab their faces, and and it was grandmothers, and they were putting it on the screen everywhere. If only they were going after terrorists the exact same way. These were people that showed up for a rally, okay? And you didn't have anybody that killed anyone or anything else, nothing like that. And the way they were treated were horrible. So as soon as I saw that we didn't have a Republican Party with a backbone, those in the really high positions to actually do something, I got to on the computer and I got on there and I changed my registration to independent. That was enough for me. Between that and then also being targeted for my status as a Republican in California and because I am able to vote in the in the primaries, it's something that it's a luxury in my state. I can be an independent and I can vote in the primaries. It's not like that in every state. So before you do it, you'd I'd check it out. But I was I was very happy to leave the Republican Party after that because I said, okay, there's nobody here that's going to stand up for these people. And and you have all of this stuff. I mean, you've got the Democrats who are in charge of all of it. I mean, defund the police. They don't care about the people. You've got nine minutes of video and the RNC did a fantastic job of putting this all together. But this is what they are saying now. They don't want to defund them, right? Come on now. And you've got an economy. This is Gateway Pundit. U.S. has only 25 days of diesel supply. Shortage could cripple economy. This is a result of the Biden regime. And you can you cannot blame anyone but the Biden for all Biden regime for all of this. He said a long time ago that this was the goal. This is exactly what he said. In fact, in the debate with Donald Trump, and I'm going to play that clip for you. This is what he said. Also, would you close down the oil? By the way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would that's transition. a big statement. Thank it is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. Here's the deal. But that's you can't a big do statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time. 
Oh, gosh. So those that are, are now waking up to the reality of what it looks like to fill your tank. Hello. Remember, this was actually, he didn't deny it. He campaigned on it. These are the people that you need to remind. Hey, look at what's happened as a result of all of this. Well, Joe is so lost and confused. I know I didn't play any of his his clips of how ridiculous he was over the weekend because it was really kind of sad and it was really, he was just so out there. And I'm just kind of tired of lost Joe. I mean, dementia is dementia. And every single time he gets up there, it just gets worse. Lost and confused Joe lashes out at mega, mega Republicans in latest speech and then does it again. Okay, so this is what he says. Let's go back and see what we inherited from Trump and the mega Republicans. Is he talking about a secure border, energy independence, and affordable prices? Let's go back and see what we inherited from Trump and the mega Republicans. Okay, first off, we're not mega Republicans. We're mega Republicans. All right. And then he says it again. This is a different breed of cat. This is mega, mega Republican group. And there's still some of them there. But this is a different breed of cat, this mega, mega Republican group. I really mean it. (laughs) Really? I'm not going to do anymore. I swear I will not do anymore. I know you've been inundated with it. And so I'm not going to put you through any more torture. But if I'm a mega, mega Republican, I'm extremely proud of it. And, and that's just the way it's going to be. Okay, you all, it is over our time. But anyway, I wanted to let you know that I did get a lot of feedback in the last couple of days, and everybody has asked if I will do a solo show. And I'm going to tell you, yes, I am. It's in the works. I'm going to do it on Saturdays. It's not going to interfere with what we do Monday through Friday over here on this channel at all. It's going to be a separate channel. But if you enjoyed the last three days that I've been doing it, I had a couple of people that reached out and said, hey, would you mind going into more depth? I know you guys can't do two hours during the week. So I have created a channel and Rumble sponsoring it as well. So if you will go over to Jules Jones Live and subscribe to that channel, I'm going to try to have it going by Saturday of this week, but it is going to be rough to do. I'm going to do my best, I promise. But if you'll go over there and start subscribing, that would be awesome because I will need your support over there. And it will be Saturday, same time. So I will be doing it uh, six days a week. You're going to cut into my beach time, but I feel like it's absolutely worth it. And so it's at Jules Jones Live, no at, but it's over on the Rumble channel. And I'm going to get hooked up and start doing Saturdays with you all. And I just think it'll be a good time we'll be able to just kind of relax and have fun and and do our thing and then Monday through Friday I'll be with Kat and we'll be doing here in the litter box as well so a lot of fun stuff when I told you I was going to double down I meant it and I just couldn't figure out with work and everything how I was going to make that happen but now I have a plan and so I'm going to do um, a show Saturday mornings well it's morning for me to well 12 to 1 Pacific time and then 3 to 4 Eastern time. So I would appreciate all of your support and help with that over there. Anyway, this has been a great show. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for all of your so kind comments, your wonderful words. I appreciate it. And like I said, 
I'm not going to be on the beach on Saturdays until the afternoon, which is after the rough, rough sun, so I can spend it with you as well. Anyway, I'm working on that. If you would like to see any of the articles that I showed today on the show, you can go and check out my social media page, and that's at Jules Jones on Truth, at Jules Jones on Getter, and at Jules Jones One on Gab, and I'm at Jules Jones Live on Parlor now. Really haven't been participating over there that much, but... I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't. I have never really used that platform, so we'll see how it goes. Anyway, be safe. Be kind to one another. Please keep Cat Turd in your prayers. Today was probably a really rough day for him, and just keep just keep with him because, like I said, sometimes these things take a while for them to resonate, and I'm sure he's having a rough day. So anyway, be kind to one another, and I will see you later. Bye.